Hello everybody, this is Nikki from It's Going To Be Okay and I apologize for the delay. I got new lip gloss because I like to have shiny lips and I don't know what is in there but it's burning the crap out of my lips. <laughs> I had to take it off. only had it off for maybe 30 seconds. It's, it's one of those ones that plumps your lips. It's supposed to plump your lips so I think it like burns the crap so they swell up. So if I come out like this you'll know why <laughs> anyway but I wanted to I have a plant behind me I don't have my normal setup I painted my wall my background wall and it needs a second coat but it, it's raining so I um, I um, didn't put it back up that's so we just have the soundboard wall but I think I need to move this light back just a little bit so give me just a second here because it's burning my eyeballs there we go okay there we go that looks a little better okay it the last time I have everything set up differently and I'm trying to you know I just have a little budget and so I things that I need to upgrade I can only do you know one thing at a time and so I um, when I did my wall um, I painted it it was it's darker in here but um oh, i have hair hanging off of me it's, so it's darker in here and um so i and i have my lights further out usually they're up closer with my other setup and so um i want to see if this will make it look a little better uh yeah i don't think i need that one but um so this deep down was dark and my husband said i needed to brighten it up so anyway um, enough about but I am excited I'm doing a, a, a slow brand um, change so you'll see some things that are different um, I've been looking at a new excuse me a new microphone and the one I want is so freaking expensive <laughs> but it has um, a sound condenser I think it's a microphone for dummies that are doing podcasting so and I'm a big dummy so <laughs> anyway um, if you're watching live, um, just this, I wanted to do it live so that we could uh, comment and talk to each other um, because of the nature of the movie and the contents that I'm, the content that we're going to be talking about. I would love to get interaction from whoever's watching. So, however, I am using StreamYard. So if you click on the link, um, it, if you want to comment, you will have to put your name in. Otherwise, I won't know who's talking. So um, it'll just be like Facebook user. And um, so anyway, but okay, so let's get started. Uh, so today I wanted to, July 4th, my husband and I went um, to the theater. And we don't really, um, like we haven't been to the movies in a long time. And especially, of course, with COVID, that affected everything. But um, when I saw, I saw some interviews and some advertisements for um, Sound of Freedom, like Tim Ballard, who's the, the movie is kind of about. Um, I, I knew as soon as I saw, I wanted to go see it. And the only advertisement I saw for it was on Facebook. And um, they wanted to get, you know, they wanted to at least get 20 million tickets sold. So, but um, but if you're watching, 
please comment, like, and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, please tag somebody or share it with someone that you love. And um, I would greatly appreciate that. My husband would really appreciate that. And so, um, but without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. My name is Nikki and I am a life coach and mental health advocate for moms. My mission is to help moms move forward with confidence as they overcome the hurdles of mental health struggles. I have personally experienced the challenges the challenges of depression and anxiety, and I know how hard it can be to feel like you're just surviving day to day, but with the right tools and guidance, it's possible to not just survive, but to thrive. As a coach, I provide support, encouragement, and practical skills to help moms build resilience and regain control over their lives. Through my work, I have seen firsthand the transformation that can occur when moms are empowered to take charge of their mental health and well-being. So if you're a mom who's feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or just not yourself, I want you to know that it's going to be okay. I'm here to help you navigate these challenges and move towards a life where you feel confident, fulfilled, and thriving. Let's connect and get started. So as I started in the intro, um, I wanted to do a movie review on The Sound of Freedom. And if you haven't heard about that movie or seen anything about it, I did, I wanted to get um, the last total uh, cells that it had. Um, and I can do that while you're listening to me, Amaral. Um, oh, duh, my browser's over here. So, um, Sound of Freedom sales to date. So as of August 4th, um, they have grossed $155 million at the box office. Um, it's only been released in North America and it wasn't um, a very high, I don't want to say quality, it's a great movie, um, but it's not like a Hollywood box office, you know, uh, hit or whatever. So um, they wanted to at least, from what I understand, they wanted to at least get $20 million. That's how much, or that's how many um, kids have, were trafficked was um, 20 million, I think 20 million or 20,000 or something like that. So, um, or 2 million, maybe it was 2 million. Anyway, I don't know that part, so I apologize if I sound dumb, but anyway. So, Sound of Freedom is a movie based on the true story of Tim Ballard. Uh, he is a former Department of the Homeland Security agent who founded Operation Underground, o, uh, Operation Underground Railroad, O-U-R, uh, to combat human trafficking when discussing. Um, so, today, we're going to talk about five points. Oh, my Lord, my technology. I had all my things up here ready. Oh, I know what I did. I'm a goober. So I have five things that I want to talk about regarding the movie is the movie summary and the impact, which I kind of just gave you the summary, um, human trafficking awareness, uh, real life heroes and organizations, the global impact and collaboration, and then prevention and support. Prevention and support, I will go into a second segment of um, what I'm going to talk about. So the movie itself, 
they kind of made it out to be like an action type adventure type movie um the agent goes in and he um, saves uh he does save a little boy and he ends up you know uh going out to find his sister um the little boy's sister and so um and they are from south america so it's it's a very you know great movie i loved it um i thought the actors did their part well and um and they gave the story um it's a very you know like in-depth story like why he was going to do this um the other part which all of that's good but the part that really got me was the human trafficking part which i had learned about before and you know my husband had told me that there were more people enslaved today than there was during when slavery was legal and that just blows my freaking mind away so how is that even possible in today that you know something that is so horrific you know that we have you know people that have ancestors that were enslaved and now there's human trafficking going on and they're using you know kids and humans whoever to fulfill a part of consumerism that's i mean it's heinous um it it's oh it was overwhelming to me when we were watching it um because at the end they kind of have um the main actor jim caviezel was talking about how he became impacted by this whole story and um how he um was just so moved by it and i'm telling you people it's very um it's a very heavy feeling to think about that kids are being used as for sex um first of all being sold into you know stolen from their families being used as sex slaves and then once they're no longer useful then they're um because we're not just talking about teenagers we're talking about um toddlers three and four year old kids that are being abused and their bodies i mean they can't take any of that from adults you know when they're being abused that way so their bodies are becoming broken and i mean broken so um so then once they are no longer able to you know be part you know used sexually then they are, um, their bodies are, their organs are harvested and they're sold on the black market. So if you today become part of human trafficking, it's most likely you are going to die, you know, because once you are no longer useful in the sex part of it, then they will just take your organs and sell them and be done with you. I, knowing that, um, and I, once I get this live done, the, where I heard all that information, I will link it in the notes. Um, because as a parent, that is just an atrocity. I, I can't even fathom. It's hard for me to even try to explain it. So, you know, watching the movie, glad the movie came out. It is being aware. I think they are doing a second film. I'm not for sure, but, um, walking i mean i was crying during the movie and i cry at a lot of movies you know i'm a very emotional person but leaving the movie i was crying walking to my car i was crying and i told my husband i'm like i feel so overwhelmed i don't even know 
how how am I supposed to take care of this? How am I supposed to, um, you know, process this information? Because it's not just happening in one place. It's happening everywhere. And, and it's not like it's happening in our backyard. You know, they said that America, Americans are the number one consumer of human trafficking. And I'm like, how is that even possible? They're, they're leaving the country to go to different countries to participate in these things, right? So it's, I can't even imagine that. So if you haven't seen the film, I do highly suggest you watch it. Um, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine, you know. Um, but I do feel that it's important that um, we somehow start at home with the message. So, um, so the movie, you know, it had a big impact on the people that knew about it and that wanted to go see it. And um, there were some bad reviews of it. And I, the one review that I saw um, was was mostly focused on the people that went to see the movie, not actually about the movie itself. And they were not really, um, they were kind of putting the people that went to see it down. So I don't, and I don't remember who it was, but I can find it and, and link it. It was, um, I'm not going to say who it was because I'll probably say the wrong name and, and I don't want to give out fake news or false news. This is just my opinion on what I think about it. And there, when we went to see it, there were a lot of different types the people there it was fourth of july and i know we went to salt on fourth of july because that was the only day uh my husband and i could get off together to go see it so um but you know we had a great time you know it was a great film to go see so um so the human trafficking awareness so some of the things i did pull up was um, yes, with yourself and with your family. Um, there are a staggering number of individuals that are affected by this crime worldwide. Like I said earlier, um, human trafficking is, and slavery is happening more today than it was during a time when it was legal. And that's, and it doesn't matter what color you are or what nationality or, or where you're from or anything um, if they could get you to, you know to do this um, take your child from you they will do that so let's see here so human trafficking so just to clarify it's just not it's involves sex trafficking forced labor that's a form of human trafficking and then child exploitation exploitation and that's the part the one that i want to touch on because i feel like you know that is something that we could probably excuse me we can do in our own home um i interviewed a lady last week and you can check out our interview her name's chair charity parazini and sorry i messed up her name last week too but she talks to um, parents and educators and um, frontline workers who about um, the impact the internet has on your children and um, and making sure that they that you are involved in that because the 
sex trafficking and child exploitation starts at home when your kids are on the internet in their room without parent um, supervision excuse me so um so we'll talk about that in my next segment real fast but um so heroes so here it talk about the heroes um like the main hero in this story on the movie was tim ballard and um he quit his job at homeland security so that he could go after um the little boy's sister and they did end up during that um rescue rescuing just more than the little sister so um and they they set up because he was at homeland security and i guess what he did his job originally was to um get the like pedophiles off the street so he never ever went and like saved the kids and he really felt um like he needed to 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 do that for this little boy was to get his sister and but however you know homeland security said our hands are tight we can't you have to come back you know that is for someone else's department and so you know tim's like i'm sorry i can't come back so um so he created a, a plan so sorry so i put this plant here because like i said i don't have my regular background up and one of my little soundproof squares is gone so i was trying to hide the square there but it keeps dig it keeps tickling my arm anyway i digress so, um, so he talked to his wife and his wife, like his wife says, you have to go, you have to go save that child, you know, save that girl. So anyway, and that's when he quits his job and he goes and ends up getting the girl. So, um, and that's what the movie, what they based the movie are about. They've done other, um, I want to say missions. So, and this guy, he, he's just a regular Joe, you know, he's just a regular guy, but he decided to take a stand and um and to make a change and to try to do something for you know that he could do to make a change so now um global impact and collaboration so this is something that happens across the whole world um and it transcends all borders it doesn't happen in just one country it happens everywhere um so you know we need to i would say i would love for the government to step in and take care of this but I don't know if that's if that would happen um, the majority of these kids you know are coming across you know open borders without their parents and um, you know and their parents are letting them go because they think they're you know they're being told that they'll have a, a way better life than if they stayed in their country so I don't know all the ins and outs of that I have my opinions about that and um i feel like our government i personally feel like our government is involved in all aspects of this and so um i just wish that you know we would have more people stand up and take charge and be like no we're not going to let um, these little kids come in without their parents you know and if they have a sponsor here in the country you know, they can come here as long as they have someone that will sponsor them. Well, a lot of the sponsors are the ones that are involved in the human trafficking. So, um, you know, so once they get here, they call their sponsor, sponsor comes and gets them or they send them to where they are. And then they don't even know where these kids are. Um, for what I understand, the latest group of kids that they helped save were refugees 
uh, going across uh, when Ukraine, that war started. And they were able to save a bunch of kids uh, from that. Now, the one thing I do like about um, the Operation Underground Railroad is that once they save these kids, they have a whole program set up um, to where they're taken care of after the fact. So they get, you know, medical attention, you know, they get food, clothing. Um, there's all, they have a whole thing set up to um, aftercare. That's what I was trying to think of what they called it, but they call it aftercare. And so that's like, from what I understood, that's the majority where their money goes to is the aftercare once these kids are saved. So, um, so when I come out of the rest, the restaurant, Jesus help me, the movie theater, like I said, I was really emotional and upset about it. And I just felt like this problem is so huge. How, how am I going to be able to help anything? I, you know, there's this one man in this one organization, and I know there are other organizations out there trying to help people, but what can I do? You know, I mean, yeah, I can pray for these kids, but what can I physically do besides that, you know, to help somebody? And I just felt so overwhelmed. I, I couldn't even process the information, like, in, like for a couple of days afterwards. But my thought was, you know what? There are people out there doing the work. And so, and if the one thing they need is our money, then, you know, I can donate to them. Um, you know, I sat down and kind of did a brain dump of how I was feeling and why I was feeling that way. You know, so what can I do? You know, what can Nikki do to help um, people be, you know, learn about this horrible, horrific thing that's going on in our world? So that's where prevention and support comes in. And um, so I did sign up to um, donate to Operation um, Underground Railroad. I have already been donating to another local uh, nonprofit, um, Bridge to Home, to Home, and it's a it's a small place and I think they are able to take in around 10 girls but they take in girls that have been trafficked and they give them a place to stay um, as they transition so um, I heard them on my other site that I visit um, Real Talk Tribe and it's a community for women to um, go to you know if you need support and everything so the lady that runs that, she's my um, she's my mentor or my my life coach, and Melissa, and she had interviewed Dominic, who runs or helps runs the Bridge to Home. Um, it's in and it's in Ohio. So ever, ever since she's interviewed her, that's been several years ago now. I've donated just a little bit each month because you know I I mean I don't have tons of money to donate to people, but I want to do my part. And my other part is, since I do have my podcast, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what can parents do to help their kids, um, preventing them from being um, trafficked, you know, forced into labor or child exploitations or sex traffic, whatever it is. I mean, seriously, seriously, people. Um, we can't just sit in our homes and just act like we don't know anything we really can't um and it doesn't take that much um to help somebody 
So let me pull up um, my second um, file here. And so this is the second part of what I wanted to talk about. Um, like I said, I thought the movie was good. If you don't know anything about it, um, great, go see it. It is an adventure field, a film. This guy goes and he catches bad guys. I love it. I love watching stuff where they catch bad guys, no matter what they're doing. And, um, and then they set up an elaborate scheme to get these kids out. You know, there's a whole group of kids. And so they were just looking at this one batch. They ended up getting a whole lot more because they bring them to, um, there was like this, I think it was an island or whatever. They brought them to the island and then um, that's where they did the, um, the rescue. So they, you know, they set people up and you know how undercover people do. So I like all that stuff, but, oh, excuse me. Okay, so protecting children from human trafficking. This is a paramount concern from parents and so we have I looked up and wrote down some I didn't write them down but anyway you know what I mean I got together some practical steps that parents can take to help safeguard your kids so first one is open communication so you got to have an, an environment where you are openly talking to your kids so they and letting them know they need to feel comfortable talking to you about anything that happens to them you know, whether or not they're talking about someone that has been talking to them on the, on the internet or on somehow gotten their phone information. Um, recently, our, our um, constable here in town shared a, a post on Facebook of this new app called Saturn. And it's an app to help kids, you know, do their schoolwork. Well, that's great. However, anybody can get on there and create an account. There's no um, verification of who this person is. You, they don't verify if you actually are a student at a certain school. You can sign up at a certain school in the area, and then then the kids, you know, see you on there, and they see you as another child, and they assume that you go to their school and that they can be friends with you. Well pedophiles can get on there and create an account and interact with your child and you know if they log in because a lot of apps have you know your location attached attached to it they can see where your kid is you know whether it's at you know what this address or at school or, or playground or whatever so that scared the crap out of me and I don't even have kids in school anymore but my granddaughter starts first grade so anyway so open communication. So you want to foster, you know, create an environment that your child can come and talk to you. Now, this was something I didn't, was not good at um, when my kids were younger. Now, I was very open about what I expected from them. However, when they were getting into some things that um, was not safe for them, and it went against what I had told them I expected, then they were afraid to come talk to me about it. And to this day, I regret that. That's one of those parenting things that happens that you regret after the fact. So, and that's one of the reasons why I created this channel was to help other moms that are going through those things in this moment so they don't make the same dumb mistakes that I made. And there are some things happening in my family that um, 
my my kids are hurt by it. I'm hurt by it, you know. And it was just because I didn't know any better. I was ignorant. And so I don't want anybody else to be ignorant like Nikki was ignorant. So that's why I'm talking about this stuff. So, you know, your kids need to feel safe coming to you and talking to you about something that has happened to them. They may think it's innocent, but if they're feeling safe and talking to you about it, you can see and hear, wait a minute, that's not right. You That shouldn't have been happening to you. So, um, so you want, you know, the kids to be, your kids to be safe, coming to you, talking about their experiences, their online interactions, and any concerns that may come up with them. Okay, so the second point is education and awareness. So how do you educate your kids? You know, you, you got to teach them about the dangers of human trafficking and the risk of them sharing their personal information online. You know, teach them to be cautious, you know, when act, interacting with strangers, you know, on any social media platforms and online gaming communities. So when I talked to Charity last week, she was, her thing to is like, don't even let them have any social media presence, you know, until they become an adult. Because I can tell you from my experience that even an adult, you can still get um, exploited. I had someone tell me I won um, a prize from a channel that I watch. And they, this channel gives out prizes, but they use a company outside, you know, so there's no... Um, spamming or mix up or anything like that and they they chatted me and told me that i won a prize that i had won the free truck that this channel was giving away and they were they had a contest they were giving away a free check however i needed to pay them 169 dollars to ship the truck to them what the crap people 169 dollars to ship a truck fedex i don't think so I told that person, I said, you're insane. FedEx doesn't deliver trucks, <laughs> you know, and if they do, it costs more than $169. <laughs> so anyway, they tried to contact me again. And my son and I, we were like so excited. We were like, yeah, we want truck. And we were like, I wonder what color it is, you know. <laughs> That's how, I mean, gullible. But then when they were like, we need money, I was like, no, I don't need that truck that bad. <laughs> I ain't getting no truck. You're going to send me a little hot wheel truck? <laughs> so, anyway, I told them no. They didn't get a truck. I mean, they didn't send me a truck. But, so that's the thing is, these, you know, our kids are in their rooms, you know, in the privacy of their room, and they're just online doing their little things, talking to their Susie's and their Sally's and Stephanie's and all that. However, they're also, um, people are trying to take their money. And so, um, and then once they don't take their money, you know, they're like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, send these pictures to everybody and their brother. And then the kids are like, no, you can't do that. And I mean, some terrible things have happened because of that. Um, so what Charity talked to me about last week was, so if they don't get your kids' money, you know, exploiting them that way, then they get them the other way way where as they get older they purchase pornography and that money is what is used to traffic kids and sell them and then eventually purchase their um, they harvest their organs 
uh, and put it on the black market. So it's two, you know, it's like a threefold triangle thing that goes around. And it just keeps going around and around and around. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Um, so education and awareness. So teach your children about the dangers of human trafficking. Let them know what it is. Trust me, people knew about slavery when it was going on, when it was legal in a lot of the countries. So they need to know about it today. You know, and you can talk to them in the age appropriate, you know, conversation, the tactics that tactics that are used. And the worst thing is, um, and which if you see the movie, you'll see this, is that um, they use these beautiful women to help facilitate and get these kids to come with them. You know, um, that was one of the things they, tactics that they used was they, um, were needing kids to model and they had beautiful brochures. They had a nice place to go to. I mean, these parents brought their kids to this place to get, get their photos taken to model, you know, for this company. I mean, I would have been psycho and then tell them to leave and come back later to pick the kids up. And once they pick them up, there's no, I mean, once they come back, there's nobody there. They're gone. They took the kids and left. It's, it's horrific. Um, so the next one is online safety is just, um, I mean, charity says don't even let them online, give them a phone that came access the internet. Um, or if they are online, make sure it's in, the living room or the kitchen. You know, don't let them go in their bedroom and um, be online by themselves. You know, and I think your home is I mean, in a thousand years, I would have. Oh Lord, my internet is is shaky. Okay, so um, so then they go into uh, privacy settings and parental controls. So you can utilize um. You know, on the devices, you can uh, use utilize the privacy settings and parental controls features to restrict access to inappropriate content. This ensures your um, children's online interactions are as safe as possible. So, um, I mean, I do that for myself, you know, as an adult, because if you don't have any kind of settings on, you'll be able to pull up anything on the internet. And there, and before I had done this. I just looked up something, well, I thought it was innocent, and I got all kinds of naked pictures, and I thought, Lord help me, I'm about to die over here, because <laughs> you're not expecting that, you know, like, how did this relate to uh, pornography? Uh, so, once I put those settings on, then I don't get any of that, and that's what the, what I found was to just be mindful of that, and restrict, I mean, you... If you have a router in your home, you can go to your router and you can restrict anybody's um, access to your router. So, you know, we have everything password protected, but you can restrict anyone that's using your internet in your house. So your kids, whatever, you know, if you want them to go to bed at 10 o'clock, then you're not. Now that doesn't do anything for data. It's only if they're on the Wi-Fi. So, um, so that is, um, something that you would need to look into. Um, everybody in my house uses the, uh, Wi-Fi, so we restrict it. We can restrict it. So, 
teaching critical thinking more this one is probably one of the best ones because i feel like um i was born in the 70s and so i feel like now i'm not saying this to say that our younger generations is dumb they are so much smarter and and in different ways than what someone like me who grew up without internet and then had internet as an adult there are some critical thinking skills like thinking outside the box or thinking coming up with solutions that doesn't involve a device you know that is lost on kids today you know um when i talk to my kids about how i used to pay their dad to call me and they're like page what do you mean by page you know so i had to explain that concept to them now we didn't even have a phone growing up i mean if you wanted to go talk to somebody you either mailed them a letter or you went to someone's house who had a phone and, and talked to them or you went to their house to talk to them in person so you know like my mom if she needed to talk to my grandma and grandpa she would go to their house and talk to them you know or we would just walk we always live close by but we would just walk down there and talk to them you know and they knew what we they knew everything that was going on at our house so um and they didn't have cell phones so teaching you know teach your kids critical thinking skills problem solving skills you know something that doesn't have to involve in the internet um so you know you, they can develop critical thinking skills so they can evaluate information recognize red flags on the internet and make informed decisions you know teach them not to trust everything they see or hear online our kids today just think oh it's on the internet it must be true no it's not you know growing up we didn't always have tv and so you know my grandpa i can remember him telling us don't believe everything you see and hear on tv it's not all true you have to know for yourself what is true and what's not and it's the same with the internet and how do you know that you have to learn how to go about finding the truth for yourself how do you research how do you learn about different things that are going on you know i listen and watch to stuff that i don't believe in because i want to know what they're talking about you know i want to know oh well why don't they believe the way i believe i need to know that that's just the type of person I am. And so I'm not one of those people that's like, well, I, they're not, they don't believe the way I believe, so I'm not going to talk to them. Well, that's silly, you know, because you can still have, edu you know, educated discussions with people and learn things, even if they don't believe what you believe. You know, you have to understand the people around you. You have to understand these platforms that you're going on to you need to understand um that when someone reaches out to me and i'm like okay and they have this picture so you all can see me you can tell i'm older and i i have a couple of games that i play on my phone and i will have people reach out in the messenger that we use and they've got this handsome guy on there and they want to be my friend and so i'm thinking okay so they play the same game i do they must be on the same server as I do, so they want to collaborate and play together. No, they don't. They don't. Every time I befriend one of them, they're like trying to flirt with me, 
and be nice to me. And I'm like, listen, I'm not on here to meet anybody. I will be friends on here if you play the game and that's why you connected with me. You have to be aware of what's going on around you. I mean, don't just get caught up because someone is saying, well, you have beautiful eyes. Well, thank you very much, sir. But what about the game? Is this what we're doing? You know, I'm just up front with them. I mean, I don't know who they are. I probably will never, ever meet them. And they are trying to scam me. They want me to get to send them money. And no, I got too many things to buy for myself to be giving my money away to people I ain't never even seen. So you got to teach these kids about these things, you know, how to be aware of this, you know, just because someone is like on here, especially teenage girls or teenage boys, well, you're so sexy, you're so handsome, you know, and then, I mean, they are in it for the long game. Um, if you've never seen on Discovery, there's a show called Web, um, Web Something, and um, they invest, they do talk about investigative stories about people who have been murdered because of some kind of web thing on the web, you know, through a chat, through, it's ki mostly kids, you know, who have either committed suicide or they were killed because they met somebody online and they were in love and they wanted to be with them forever. And so this has been, this is not nothing new. This has been going on for a long time now. However, people are bringing it to light. And we all need to be aware of it. Like seriously be aware of it. So some of the things included in um, trusting or teaching critical thinking is, you know, safe socializing, uh, trust your instincts. So you listen to that little voice in your head that says, oh, yeah, you're cute, but I don't know you and you, you don't know me. So why are you saying that I'm the sweetest person you've ever met? You don't know me. You know, these, you know, our kids need to know this. How do they know that you're sweet? Because your mom says you're sweet, Is you know. So teaching them about trusting their instincts. I mean, yeah, you could be flattered and you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but you can't be involved in any of that. Oh my goodness, my time's getting away from me. But I did start late, so, but I'm almost done. Uh, so role-playing scenarios, lore, yeah, that's, yeah. I had someone do that with me one time. I had no idea. Uh, supervisions and, and, and boundaries. And that's where parenting or the adults come in. You know, keep an, an eye on your children's activities and whereabouts, especially when they're younger. You know, set clear boundaries for them for where they can go on the internet, who they can be with, and what they can do. That's outside the home, too, because, you know, your kids can go to their friend's house and play. And maybe their parents aren't aware of all this going on. And so they, uh, those, you know, the kids get on the internet at their house and they're getting into things they're not, you know, supposed to. So, um, so supervision and boundaries, staying informed. So stay informed about local and global human trafficking, um, tr the trends, as well as new tactics uh, traffickers might use. So that's what we're talking about tonight is being aware of what these traffickers are doing. I had no idea that any of this was going on. I mean, I knew that things were happening to people and the kids, but I did not know the detail 
because I'm thinking a human trafficker, someone who's trafficked, well, those people can be saved, right? They could be rescued and then we can do everything we can to help them afterwards. Well, newsflash, I did not know that once their bodies were so broken down that they couldn't be healed, that they were harvested for their organs. Okay, you can't come back from that because they'll kill you. They don't They don't want anything else. You're no use to them. They're going to get rid of you. Um, so stay informed. You know, I know the news is horrible, but I, I monitor myself. I don't go crazy with the news. I try not to, but I do want to be informed. And, and, and this is one of those things I want to be informed about. So, um, so two more things here is community involvement and reporting suspicious activity. So community involvement, engaging with your community, the schools and parents to collectively raise awareness about human trafficking and share safety strategies. That is what my guest last week was talking about. That's what her job is. It's a nonprofit. I'm pretty sure it's a nonprofit that she does. It's American Unchanged Proje Project. American Unchained Project, ACP. Yeah. And so she talks about uh, raising awareness with parents and the communities and goes in and talks to them about all of these things. And it's hard for her to do that because, you know, it, it seems like the problem never goes away. But it can't just be, you know, random here and there. We all need to do our part. Um, and so like, like I started out saying, I, you know, donate a few dollars, um, here and here. I don't have a lot of money and they take anything that you can donate or that you want to donate. Um, but the other thing you can do is talk to people about it. You know, if you see parents that might need help with their kids, talk to them about it. Um, the last one is report suspicious activity. So you see something crazy going on in your area or around you. Um, I have called, I mean, I have seen things around here that I thought was suspicious. I just called the non-emergency number and said, listen, this is Benin. I'm not sure what's going on, but you might want to check it out if you can. Um, that's all you do. If you see something, say something. Um, I've, and I, I've said things a lot of times to people, especially, you know, if I see parents struggling out in public with their kids, sometimes, you know, just saying, Hey, it looks like you're having a crazy day too. You know, it will diffuse the situation with that parent and that child because a lot of times, um, and I recognize that behavior because I would get, I would go crazy sometimes and be like, Oh, my kids and like, if you don't stop it, somebody's going to get hurt. So, um, if you see someone struggling or you do see something suspicious, you know, people, an adult with a bunch of kids, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even fathom what that would look like in my area. I do know in the past that um, law enforcement has stopped trafficking going across 70 on in, in Indiana. You know, this is a highly trafficked area. So, you know, what do you do when you see that? Just report it and say, hey, if you get a weird feeling in your stomach or you get that tingling in your chest, like I have gotten, you need to pay attention to it and 
you know, you can just say, hey, I'm out here. This is what I'm seeing. I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything illegal, but I've got a weird feeling about it. Could you send someone over? I mean, I don't know if they would. I know the police around here would. They would go check it out. So, um, but, you know, I don't know where you live, so you might be in a, the police may be overwhelmed. But, you know, you, that's all you can do. So, I hope this was helpful. Um, so, what did we talk about? I started off talking about my personal review of the movie. I'm not a movie critic. I mean, I am, but I'm not professional. So, I did enjoy the movie, Sound of Freedom. And I loved it that someone went in and saved kids. You know, I love movies about kids. And um, our kids are our future. And I know that's kind of cliche to say, but they really are. Because I want to take care of them. Because who's going to take care of me when I'm in a nursing home? And... I can't feed myself anymore. <laughs> well, I told my husband he had to do it, but, you know, I don't know if that's really going to happen. <laughs> so, but anyway, I hope that this has been helpful for you. And, um, yeah, I figured it would be about an hour. It was a lot to take in. I was really overwhelmed when I watched the movie. I wanted to do a review like three weeks ago, but every time I would start to work on with the stuff I wanted to talk about, I would just cry. And um, I didn't want you guys to see me crying and because it's ugly. I'm an ugly crier. But um, but anyway, I hope you got something out of it. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, let me know what you think in the comments. Um, if you do have kids or even teenagers, um, I will say that I've known kids that were in their early 20s that were exploited, you know, and they thought they were meeting somebody that, and they were excited about it. They saw this pretty girl, they were talking to them, they were getting along, and then photos were exchanged, and then the blackmail came. You need to send me $400 or I'm showing these pictures to everybody in your family. I mean, that was just happened like a few months ago that I heard about this. And I was flabbergasted. I was really flabbergasted. I was, couldn't believe it. They don't care who they get. Like I said, they tried to get me for $169 so they could ship me my new truck. You people are nuts. I mean, I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. <laughs> hey, I was all for it until they told me I had to give them money. I was like... I have been scammed so many times. Send me your money. I was scammed a few years ago. And um, and I'm trying, not a few years ago, it's been a couple of years, but I'm trying to figure out how to go about getting it fixed because they took um, some money of mine and for goods and services that they promised and they didn't deliver. So, but anyway, um, there's been other scams too that happened to me. And I was like, oh my Lord, I lost this money. But other people came forward and prosecuted, you know, like charged them with thievery. And I've been getting checks in the mail for like the past couple of years. This had to do with banks, local banks in my area, where they charged me, like my account went in the negative. And so they charge you a fee, right? They're supposed to. But so I told, I called and said, listen, 
I'm not going to have any money in that account until I get paid because I was living check to check. And so please, I don't let anything else go through. Oh, we can't stop that. We have to let it go through. So they would let it go through. And so if anything else came through, I would get a charge for that. Now, here's the thing. The original charge that I had already gotten the original fee on, they put it through again, knowing I had called, knowing I didn't have any money, knowing they had already charged me a fee. And so now I've got another fee. Okay, so if your account was in the negative for seven or more days, then they charge you a fee for being in the negative. So by the time you would get your money, your paycheck, it would all go to the stupid fees that went back to the bank. And my husband's like, why don't you got any money? I'm like, because my money, I because of this one charge and I didn't have anything to put in, the, in there. So I ended up just closing that account because of the, the way they did business. And I went to strictly prepaid cash because I was like, these people are robbing me blind. And I know they're doing it to other people. However, they were audited and they had shorted me money. So last year I got a check from them, from that bank. And then I just got another one because they got sued. And so they, the corporation had to settle with the civil lawsuit. And so everybody that was affected by it, that was a customer at that time, got a, another check. So... Um, yeah, that happens. Hold on to your money, people. <laughs> so if someone comes on the internet and says, yeah, girl, you are sexy, you beautiful. Now, you know, that's true. You know, that's true. However, don't open your wallet to give them any money. You keep that money and you tell them to get lost. <laughs> so I hope this was helpful. If you are watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. I would appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.